bring Fuff Duplessis in, mate. Fuff Duplessis just got 100. Welcome to episode three of The Pavilion, The Peel Cricket Show, which is proudly brought to you by our partners Retrovision, ESA Sport and Everlast Sports Drinks. Well, wasn't that a, uh, a very busy um, time in the Peel Cricket Association last week? We had a hell of a lot of things happening. Not only did we have some cricket on the field on um, Saturday and Sunday, but we also had the opening of the hybrid cricket pitch at South Mandra Cricket Club at Balkan Reserve, which basically meant that for the first time in the club's history, they were able to host an A-grade fixture, and that game was um, South Mandra v Secret Harbour. The, the day was a big day, um, a lot of dignitaries there, and we'll be speaking a little bit later on with Jared Ledden. Jared Ledden is the president of the South Mandra Cricket Club, and he was instrumental in um, basically pulling the whole project together with the help of uh, his community and other other people that were that were part of the project. But um, Jared was the driver behind the the project, and they've now got a um, what could be a game changing uh, surface and facility at um, Falcon Reserve. So we'll we'll chat a little bit later to to Jared Lynn and um, discuss that project and the pitch and and everything there itself. Later on in the show, we'll also have a little chat with young Tyro Teague Wiley. Now, Teague Wiley's um, got a pretty long and deep association with the Peel Cricket Association, and as does the Wiley family. So we'll, uh, we'll have a chat to Teague, and he'll uh, sort of talk us through how he's going at the moment. He's um, having a little bit of success in his his own cricket career, um, but he's also very proud of the Wiley ties, and, and he's um, quite informative with the history of his family within the association. So we'll have a little chat with Teague later on. And um, we'll also discuss the last round of PCA action and we'll talk through some of the highlights. So that's what the show is going to look like this week. As always, we are open to um, for some feedback and we're also open to ideas. So if, if your club or you, you think there's something that we should be discussing here on the podcast, please get in touch. Um, probably the easiest way at the moment is via the Peel Cricket Association Facebook page. Just send us a little message on Messenger and um, we'll address whatever that question is. I'm happy to have other people on on the show and if there's some people that you think that we should be talking to, please feel free to get in contact. Like I said, the easiest way at the moment is via the Peel Cricket Association Facebook page, which I'm sure you've all got on your phone. Um, or the other way is on our new Instagram page. So look for Peel Cricket Association on Instagram. You can DM us there. Okay, we'll just take a little break and move on to the next segment. Welcome back to segment two here of the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Show. 
which as always is proudly supported by our partners Retrovision, ESA Sport and Everlast Sports Drinks. We're um, very fortunate to have these fantastic partners. Um, Retrovision for all your electrical goods. Please remember to get to Retrovision. ESA Sport to um, for, for team wear, for sports memorabilia, for fantastic sporting moments, for um, access to coaching as well as um, sporting celebrities, ESA Sport and Everlast Sports Drinks. Well, we know what sports drinks do. They, um, they can help and help your performance, especially as the weather starts to warm up. I know it hasn't quite got there yet, but it will, trust me. And when you're hot and bothered and you need some refreshment, um, Everlast Sports Drinks are the way to go, and they're scientifically proven to um, enhance your performance. Okay, we'll go on to a little review of round two action from the Peel Cricket Association. We'll quickly discuss the winners in each grade and just a few highlights from each game. <coughs> so uh, in the Warmer v Pinjarra match, um, Warmer ran out comfortable, well, extremely comfortable winners. And this was um, this is quite common throughout the all the rounds, really, where there was some big, big wins. And so there's a big one here where Warmer won by... 120 runs, um, some of the major uh, contributors with the bat. Um, Kieran Eugle Sr., second week in a row, 50-plus uh, score with 84. Um, S. Lerich with 51 and K. Standing with 50 for Warmer in a big score. Um, and they bowled Pinjar out quite easily. Um, Cowan, 5 for 10. So there's another 5 for, five for 10. Very, very... Um, Stingy with the runs there, as was Dane Eugle who took four for twelve. So um, the destroyers there with the bolt with the ball. I mean, they took nine for twenty-two between them. So um, big win there for Warmbra. Well done there. Um, <clears throat> now the first of the season tie. We had a tie. Hall's head and Maruna played out a tie. Nine for one hundred and sixty-nine each. You, yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're quite rare, especially when the. Not only the scores are exact, but uh, wickets fallen as well. Uh, for Hall's head, uh, the skipper Rudge with 72 was the top scorer. Um, whilst for Aruna, we had uh, Benny Wright with 49, and Jaden De Rosa continued on his good form um, from last week, where he got a half century um, 42. But nine for 169 each for Hall's head and Waruna, so they split the points. Um, Mandra versus White Knights Bell Divers. <coughs> Pardon me, Mandra ran out 15 run winners in a very close, low scoring game. Um, No one really um, stood out in the scorebook, you know, little contributions in one, two wickets, 15, 20 odd runs. But um, in a low scoring game, Mandra come out on top there. (coughs) In the, um, I I guess the match of the round in a roundabout way, in regards to significance with, um, I guess, history being made, our Falcon Reserve was South Mandra um, in their first ever game of A-grade cricket at Falcon Reserve on their new hybrid pitch. Uh, ran out comfortable 96-run winners against Secret Harbour. Um, in South Mandra's score, Hill was top scorer with 44 in a score of well over 200 runs. Um, and the leading bowler for Secret Harbour, who was very impressive, actually. I was, I was uh, there for a while, and um, I did get... A little bit of a heads up about this this lad here <coughs> from the um, the PCA president in Terry Arnold and uh, John Pink four for forty six bowling really really good leg spin got a lot of turn 
lot of bounce out of the new hybrid wicket. Um, and I'll actually put it up on, on our YouTube channel. I, I just happened to catch a clip. It was just perfect timing. It's rare for me with my video footage, trust me. Um, and uh, it just captured the whole process. He bowled about four balls in the over and just basically set up the batter and, and got him out with a, a really good bit of a leg spin bowling. And as a former leg spinner myself, as I've said previously, I got a little bit excited. Um, always good to see some um, young spinners. And um, I envisage Pink will take a fair few wickets this year. So well done there, four for 46. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough for his team. And South Manager ran up ran out comfortable 96 run winners so that's another big win throughout uh, this round one of a grade sorry round two of a grade peel cricket association and to round off oh, and to round off round two we had singleton Irwinians, um the whole the most impressive winners of the weekend in a grade with an 153 run win versus shoalwater bay um, in the in the big singleton score, we had Shallon with 96, so just short of the, the three figures there. And um, stalwart there, Tim Hutchison with 59, not out. Little red inker for him. While uh, captain of single, new captain of Singleton Owinians, who we spoke to last week, uh, Brad Ranford, just a lazy four for three. Four for three, yep, you heard that right. And um, the coach, Chris Loveridge, uh, he took three for 24. So captain and coach took seven for 27 between them um, in their routing, really, of Showwater Bay. So that's that's A-grade action there. Quickly going to B-grade action where White Knights Bell Divers ran out four wicket. They ran out four wicket winners in their game versus Mandra. Uh, <clears throat> for White Knights Bell Divers, the leading scorer there was Rennie with 54. In the Shoalwater Bay versus Singleton Irwinians B-grade match, we had Shoalwater Bay run out five wicket winners there um, with Gravit with 56 not out, the leading scorer for Shoalwater Bay, and that was the uh, the leading performance in that match. Moving on to the Hall's Head versus Hillman match, um, we had Hall's Head with a six-wicket win versus Hillman, and uh, we had a really good all-round performance there by Forez. Forez made 39 out of Hall's Head's uh, total. And then also went out and took four wickets in uh, Hillman's innings there to basically pretty easily take out the man of the match figures. If he didn't take the man of the match award in that game, I'll go he. Uh, Warmbra versus Pinjara. Warmbra ran out seven wicket winners there and a pretty convincing win. Um, Rick smith Ince continuing on his uh, run scoring, uh, 31 not out. Um, it was, a, I mean, Warmbra didn't have to make too many to, to win that one. But uh, Rick smith Ince uh, continuing in his good form there. Um, and North Bell Divers ran out three wicket winners versus Secret Harbour Dockers. Um, Delawall got 51. Mays got four for 22 for Secret Harbour, whilst uh, Vargas George took four for 25 for North Bell Divers. So well done to North Bell Divers there, continuing on their winning habits in B-grade cricket in the PCA. In C-grade action in round two, we had the Battle of Bell Divers, White Knights Bell Divers versus North Bell Divers, and White Knights Bell Divers ran out 66-run winners there. Um, the McIntosh brothers did a little bit of damage there. We had Al McIntosh with 72 um, for White Knights Bell Divers, and E. McIntosh took four for 36 um, in the North Bell Divers innings there, while Cancerra for North Bell Divers made 53. 
We had Mandra versus Singleton Irwinians in C grade there. Mandra ran out 153 run winners. So like I said, the, uh, the theme this week was massive wins. Um, and in Mandra's innings, this was, this was definitely the highlight of PCA action this round. Uh, Ronan with the first double century of the season. Now, I don't know whether we're going to get more of these, but 208 not out. That's, uh, that's a round of applause there. Extremely well batted there. Uh, Fletcher got 52, and Singh took four for 44 for Singleton and Williams in Mandra's big, big, big score, 300 plus. Um, in reply, Singleton couldn't really get too close. Uh, King got 55 not out, and Kaper Tal took five for 17 for Mandra in their big convincing win there. And South Mandra defeated Shoalwater Bay by 10 runs in a close one. Uh, Finlay, 56 not out for South Mandra, whilst um, Sawyer took four for 20 um, for South Mandra versus Shoalwater Bay in South Mandra's win. We move on to D grade action now. And in D grade, we had Warmbra beat Hillman in, by 66 runs. Um, no real significant performances there. Some all-round performances, you know, 20s and 30s and twofers and things like that. But nothing really stood out there other than it's a pretty convincing win there by Warmbra by 66 runs versus Hillman. Um, another big win here, Hall's Head ran out 109 run winners versus Waruna. Um, if this was an old school footy uh, report for under 12s or something, it would be team effort because that's exactly what it was. Um, team effort across the board, everyone sort of did their bit, um, but that, that's a big, big win. So hopefully we don't see too many more of these. Um, I don't know what it was, something in the water on Saturday. Um, because even the next game here, White Knights Bell Knights Divers, uh, 114 run winners versus Pinjara. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of these, and I've still got more to read out. So, uh, anyway, White Knights Bell Divers, Brewer, 78, and Lazari with 75, not out in a convincing win there. We move into E-grade action, uh, and first game there is Mandra v. Hall's Head. Mandra ran out 38 run winners there versus Hall's Head, and we had Siraj with 59 as the leading scorer there. Uh, Showwater Bay versus Secret Harbour. Showwater Bay, 102 run win there for Showwater Bay versus Secret Harbour, and Larson was the leading scorer there for Showwater Bay with 83. Uh, White Knights Beldivis versus Singleton Irwinians. White Knights Beldivis ran out 140 run winners. Uh, we had Parisi with 71 and Swapol with 53 as the leading scorers there. And the last match of the round in E-grade was South Mandra v North Bell Divers and South Mandra ran out 32 run winners there. We had Dee Thompson from South Mandra, leading scorer for them with 47 and we had Hadfield with 47 for North Bell Divers. Warmbra had the bye. And rounding out action, our F-graders, uh, we had White Knights Bell Divers v Shoalwater Bay. White Knights ran out 53 run winners there. Van Zeel with 49 not out, just one short of the 50. And Wildsmith with 41 in the 53 run win there by White Knights Bell Divers. Hillman ran, oh, well, Hillman v Pinjara. Unfortunately, we had the forfeit yet again, handed by Pinjara to Hillman. So, um, look, I'm not sure what the league rules are there in regards to how many you can forfeit before it becomes an issue. Pardon me. 
just playing with my mic. Um, yeah, so let's hope Pinjarra can get some players out in the park and um, let's get a game in this week. And we've got Warmbra ran out 110 run winners versus Hall's Head. And we had Ballsy Polly with 71 not out. So that pretty much rounds out the action there. So um, like last week, there's some really, really impressive scores. Um, it's good to see. Well, I put the challenge out to the players last week when I sort of went through all the players and um, see whether there were flashes in the pan or whether there are going to be some consistent scores. And uh, Kieran Eugle Senior is the one that's sort of taken that challenge on and sort of showed everyone with a, another half century, 84. So he's the... Um, the clubhouse leader, I guess, in regards to consistency, you know, um, he's setting setting a great example there for his uh, warmer teammates, and uh, they led the way with a big, big win there. And obviously, the skipper went out and took five um, as well, so showing how to do it with the ball. Um, but yeah, there's some really good contributions all the way around, but nothing beating Ronan's 208 not out. So who's going to be the next one to get a double century? There we go. My challenges seem to be. Um, encouraging players to do their bit. So, um, so that's one. And then the other one is let's um, let's not have so many one hundred plus run losses. Um, we'll just put it down to early season. Hey, eh? okay. So that rounds up the action there. Uh, next week we'll be able to actually add in the um, the, the the Beyond Bank Ladies T Twenty scores as well which get underway this week although there was one match played on Sunday as part of the festivities of the opening of the um, hybrid pitch at South Mandra so part of round one was played on Sunday and that was between South Mandra and Warnborough so we'll uh, we'll wrap up the scores and um, and and have a bit more of a chat about the female cricket program soon and that ends this segment of the podcast, The Pavilion, The Peel Cricket Show, which, as always, is proudly supported by our partners, Retrovision, ESA Sport, and Everlast Sports Drinks. Now, don't go away. We'll be back very, very soon. Welcome back here to the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Show. That's your Peel Cricket Show. And we're proudly supported by our partners, Retrovision, ESA Sport and Everlast Sports Drinks. Okay, um, just moving on to some PCA news. Um, coming up October the 31st, we have the Belt Up Country Cup. So that's where 
the representative season starts and it's PLV, Bunbury and Districts at Pinjara Cricket Club. So Pinjara Cricket Club hosting a, a Halloween-themed day. So trying to get as many people there as we can to support the um, the PCA country team in, in the Country Cup and it'd be great to get a bit of a cup run and really sort of stamp um, uh, the PCA authority on country cricket after obviously going away and winning the A-grade Country Week um, final at the Wacker last season. So it'd be great to have a really good Country Cup run as well, and it'd be great to get as many supporters out as we can. October the 31st, 11am start at Pinjarra at Ross Mc- Sir Ross McClarty Oval. Um, yeah, so looking forward to seeing what the team looks like shaping up. Um, Terry Arnold has uh, let me know that the uh, the callouts going out for for nominations and for the team to start getting together, and um, it'd be great to see a really strong outfit, sort of uh, representing the association in the, the first round of the Country Cup. Um, I think it's a really good opportunity to really put a stamp on country cricket and sort of say, hey, you know, PCA are here to stay. So. Looking forward to that one, and I also was looking forward to the first round of the Retrovision Premier T20 League. Um, fixed a Tuesday just gone uh, with North Bell Divers, the, uh, the the B grade champs versus the um, the reigning T20 champs and A grade champs in single turner winnings. Um, I thought it was going to be a real Rips not over a match, but unfortunately the uh, the weather got the best of us, and boy did it ever. And um, it's it's I know it's putting some real pressure on this week's fixtures, so um, there might be some news there. So just uh, keep an eye out there. But that doesn't mean that we haven't got any other games coming up. So um, this coming Tuesday, the twenty, or it is the twenty sixth. Tuesday, 26th of October, we've got our next game, which will end up being our first game that we're going to broadcast, and that is between White Knights, Baldivis, and Warmer Swans at Peelwood Reserve on Tuesday. 6.30 start. Remember, you can not only watch live on our YouTube channel, the Peel Cricket Channel, the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Channel on YouTube. Look that up. That's where the game will be live streamed, but it'll also be commentated live by yours truly. So um, I'm looking forward to that and um, looking forward to seeing how the two teams will stack up um, in regards to, um, you know, have they been able to get a marquee player? Um, what sort of... Uh, Players are sort of moving up and down, as we discussed last week. I think it's a great format in that it really brings the club together and enables players to move up and down the grades to suit the T20 game. I, my personal view is um, I don't think we've worked it out here in Australia, and I think from the top down, we, we don't know how to play T20 cricket, um, and I think it's going to take time to, to, to crack it, and it, it's, a bit, it's a gutsy way to play. Essentially, you've got to take the game on and um, change the way you play. So that opens up the opportunities. But that might be a, disc, a discussion for another show later on. Okay, um, so Sunday, uh, the launch of the hybrid pitch at South Mandra Falcon Reserve. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect. So I, I drove in uh, for a 12.30, that's when the official sort of launch was. Um, the game obviously started a little bit earlier, so... Uh, even for the players, I guess it would have been a bit unusual where they sort of stopped 
about three quarters of the way through the first innings. Um, the official opening with all the dignitaries and, and all that were there. Um, but, but to actually watch and see how it played, um, look, it, it played well. Oh, I can't imagine any of the players that played on it would have had any real negative sort of feedback. Um, it, it, it played like a normal turf pitch. Um, you know, had some little inconsistencies, but you, you tell me a turf pitch that doesn't. Um, but batters were able to play their shots. There were, what, 360-odd runs scored for the game. Um, 20 wickets fell. Um, they were all just batters making errors and bowlers bowling well. There was nothing with the pitch. So, uh, look, uh, the first indications are it's exciting and it could be a real game-changer. Um, so, look, it was great to be there. And rather than me tell you about it, what we're going to do is we're going to go to our interview with Jared Lennon. Jared Lennon, the president of the South Mandurah Cricket Club and the, um, uh, I guess, one of the main drivers behind the project. So here is the interview with Jared. Enjoy. Three, two, one, and okay, welcome back to the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Show, proudly brought to you by Retrovision, Everlast Sports Drinks, and ESA Sport. I'm here today at the South Mandurah Cricket Club for the launch of the new um, hybrid pitch, and I'm here with the man who got it all, well, with the help of his club, obviously, but was the, uh, the, the brains and the brawn behind it, and it's uh, Jared Ledden, President of South Mandra Cricket Club. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so it's obviously an exciting day here for the club. Uh, you know, having an A-grade game being played here, and I mean, I'm presuming in history somewhere that would have happened on, on synthetic or has never been played here. Never been never. A-grade Okay, so, so never... Ha- well, there you go. So um, the fact that there's an A-grade game here with about ooh, 200, 300 people here... Um, highlights that it's a big event. So, Jared, how big is this for South Mandra? Well, this is huge. Um, it's been a 20-year program for us. Um, there's been a lot of presidents who failed to get this up, and they not through their own lack of trying. But for us, this is important. We needed to get A-grade home. A-grade playing on your home ground is where you make money. And uh, we struggled financially. That I think that's common knowledge. Um, but this changes the ball game straight away. Okay, so other than... Um uh, obviously, a financial benefit. Um, what, what does it do to a club as a whole to have, I guess, your whole club able to play either here or, or near here? Look, it's important for us because our juniors can come watch our A graders. We can all play and train together. It's it's key to have the community or the club operating together. And when you're split and away at different places, it just makes that difficult. So the the hybrid pitch in here fixes all a lot of problems for us. Okay, so you mentioned it's been like a, a 20 year sort of dream, a 20 year vision for various people within the club and obviously the baton got handed down to you. Um, what's been the process to actually get this here, like to get to where we are right now? The process was 
My committee made a decision three years ago to get a turf pitch in here to go back to the council and we did and the cost of putting a traditional turf pitch in here was $80,000 which was beyond our small community club and the city of Mandurah, you know, obviously $80,000 was a lot of commitment. So we hunted around to see was, it, was there an alternative to turf and we luckily found some technology out of Dubai from the International Cricket Centre over there and uh, it looked good. It had the cost savings, you know, this has cost us 30000 compared to 80000 for additional turf. It uses 80% less water prepared in one hour compared to a turf pitch which takes 10 hours. Um, so we work with our, our partners, our funding partners, and um, the City of Mandurah and the WACA and Cricket Australia to get this idea up. And slowly the last three years we've got it up. Well, it's amazing for it to be here, and, and um, look, I'm sure a lot of you out there will probably get the opportunity either this season or in coming seasons when it's your turn to play out here at, uh, at Falcon Reserve. Um, just watching how it's playing for the, for the first game, I mean, it looks, it looks great. It's, you know, there's, there's carry, there's bounce um, for an old spinner like me. It looks like there's a little bit of turn out there as well, which is always good to see. But batters are, are playing um, freely. Um, South Mandra got well, over 200, didn't they? Yep. 220, something like that, yep. Yeah, so, so 220, and we're in the middle of a game here where Secret Harbour are, are in the chase, and um, their batters are playing their shots freely. So I guess seeing that, I mean, win, lose, or draw, I guess, today, you, you just want to see a good game in cricket. You just want to see it work, don't you? Oh, that's right. We put a lot of effort, especially in the last three or four weeks, to get this in. And there was some doubts early in the week whether we'd done enough preparation, but today's game is testification, is testifier testament to what we've done so look i'm really happy with the scores really happy with the way it's holding together and its performance it'll get better as we put more compaction into it the advice is it'll get better so you know we're aiming for a, a nice speedy wacker deck that takes a while to build yeah exactly and the fact that i mean it's been laid and you're playing cricket on it within you know weeks um compared to well, months. Uh, when, when you lay down a normal turf block and a turf wicket, you don't play much cricket on it within the first year. Um, the fact you're playing within a month, I guess, of uh, starting the process to where we are right now, now is amazing. So you're pretty confident that it'll actually get better than what it is now? That's the advice from the manufacturer, is that once we get that clay compaction, which takes generally two to three weeks, then you'll get a lot more bounce, you'll get a lot more movement in it. So... We, we're doing that. It's going to be a low, slow pitch at the moment. It'll be better next week and it'll be better the following week. But within three weeks, it'll be right where we want it. Okay, so for any of the fast bowlers that are due to play down here within about a month, so probably towards the back end of November, um, I guess you'd be licking your lips at the fact that you might have a pacey, bouncy sort of wicket to be bowling on. And batters, if you're a back foot player, um, you know, lots of pulls and hooks and cuts and all that sort of stuff. Uh, what what have you um what have you learnt along the way here? Like I mean, apart from the uh, I guess the hard work behind the scenes, what have you learnt about that actual pitch? So from when you saw it in other parts of the world to seeing it in a brochure to maybe seeing a few YouTube clips to actually seeing it now, what what what, what I mean, is there anything that surprised you? Oh, everything surprised us. Um, it's not that simple. Putting a pitch in is straightforward, but uh, this wasn't. And the, the biggest issue was this is new. No one knew, no one knew what to do. So we were flying in the dark, and um, everything surprised us. Um, we had little hurdles during the um, 
during the prep time, we had hurdles during the installation time, so look, everything, so we were, we were flying blind, so everything was a surprise to us. Um, the fact that we got it up is uh, surprising, but um, that's a, probably a testament to how hard my committee worked to get us up there, so my committee worked really hard, and they need to be acknowledged. <laughs> Okay, and, and that's yeah, that's vital in every club. I mean, every person that sort of uh, takes up a, an official position or an unofficial position. I mean, clubs are about the community. Every everyone's got a role, be it small, big, or or, or medium sized. Um, and as we say, that another wicket's just fallen here, so uh, the president's happy here. Get another wicket, and they're a little bit closer to a, a potential win on the opening of their um, new hybrid pitch. Um, so just in in sort of uh, signing out here. Do you do you think this is a bit of a game changer for the game as a whole? Because there, at the end of the day, there's going to be less and less turf wickets available in in cricket around the place simply because of the the cost of resources and even things that we probably haven't factored in, which include global warming. You know, like water's harder and harder to get hold of. Um, do you think that you guys have probably set the tone, and we're going to see more and more of these not only around Peel but possibly around the country? Oh, I'm absolutely convinced, absolutely convinced, because um, we've had inquiries from not only locally, we've had inquiries from Victoria, New South Wales, um, the manufacturers now getting inquiries, so we're very excited. We see this as the future of turf for community clubs, not for professional clubs with lots of money, but for community clubs who want to play on turf, and that's important for juniors, um, this is the future, there's no doubt about that, and I'm getting phone calls from cities, from councils, local governments wanting to talk to us about how does this work? What's the cost? Where do you find the technology? So I can imagine in five years' time, these will be as popular as turf pitches and it'll be the way to go because it's just so easy compared to a traditional turf pitch. Yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, the, the fact that it takes out, know, a few hours rather than tens of hours to prepare a wicket, repair a wicket, etc., is, is, is amazing. Um, and one last thing, I guess, um, well, sorry, I just want to add to that is that I was recently, well, last week I was in Albany and I know the city of Albany have been looking at this quite keenly. Um, former PCA player, Mitch Green, who's working down there with the city of Albany, um, obviously got wind of this and um, he's very keen to see how this goes because they've got one or two grounds that we saw during the week that um, are needing a, a wicket solution and this could be it so um did you ever think that you'd be trendsetters <laughs> look no because <laughs> our focus was always getting our a grade home to the best ground in the peel so um that was never intent but we're very happy with the way it's performing all the work's done and any additional interest is a bonus for us <laughs> all right fantastic so there it is guys um hybrid pitch it is here in mandra at falcon reserve um, leading the way in the game, I guess, in Australia and possibly world leaders here. So thanks, Jared. Thanks, everyone here at South Mandra Cricket Club, and uh, we'll sign off. So thanks to Jared Lennon there. That was a, a great interview. Um, and it was great to see. Like he's got every right to be proud of, uh, you know, what's there and and what the future may hold. Um, I mentioned last week, and I've already had some uh, some inquiries myself, and I can't imagine how many Jared's fielded as well from other clubs, other associations, and um, 
like I said, I think, I think that, that the next month or so will probably be the important one in regards to sort of seeing how how the uh, it settles down and all that sort of stuff and how it um, how it keeps coming back up uh, up over and over again. But uh, for me, one of the things that that, that I came away with was um, like training facilities. So plenty of um, turf clubs, pardon me, um, want turf practice wickets. Um, but the time, the effort, the resourcing into maintaining them is is astronomical. Um, Premier clubs really, really struggle um, to think that maybe this might be a solution to that alone, let alone being able to play more um, turf cricket, I guess, um, around community sort of grounds around the place and, and who knows where the, where this can go. So um, to think, you know, a little, little club here in, in the PCA could be a trendsetter um, is exciting, and so let, let's watch this space and let's really let, let's get behind them and let's make sure that this project actually works. So well done to everyone there at South Mandra. Now um, I'll go on gangbusters with the interviews here. So we're going to move on to our next one here, and our next one's with Teague Wiley. Now I'm, I'm sure I don't have to really um, set the scene too much here. He's one of the the, the brightest young talent talents in the state. Um, and he happens to come from um, roots that are pretty deep here in the PCA. The Wiley family is synonymous with the PCA. Um, you know, A-grades played for the Wiley Cup. Um, and Teague will explain a little bit more about where the, the family ties are. And, um, th- look, th- there's another show there for me to really follow up a bit later on and get the, the whole familiar there, the whole Wiley family. Um, but just want to throw some numbers at you. So... Last week, Teague went on to make his second 11 debut for WA. And, uh, I, I mean, you know, pretty outstanding start. He, he made 79 um, in a real sort of dogged innings in his first hit at that level of 227 balls um, and then went on to uh, make a century and made 112 of 182 balls in the second inning. So, uh, you, you know, debut games don't get much better than that at that level. Um Teague made 51 in the A-grade Country Week final last week, last week, last year at the at the Wacker in a massive and was part of a big partnership with uh, another young Tyro uh, in Corey Wosley, um, put on 119 together they did and that helped, um, well, you know, you know the story, you know the history, they put on, um, PCA put on 269 and that was more than enough to uh, take away the glory of Country Week A-grade um, trophy. So that that was well done there. Teague also made a hundred in the first game of the season last year, and and was you know had a really solid season throughout. Um, look, enough enough from me. Here's the interview with Teague Wiley. Carlos Brathwaite. Carlos Brathwaite. Remember the name. History for the West Indies. Okay, listeners, welcome back. We're here on the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Show, which is proudly brought to you by our fantastic sponsors in Retrovision, ESA Sport, and Everlast Sports Drinks. Okay, on the line now and on video as well, we have um, young Teague Wiley. Now, all of you should know who this young man is. Um, last season was part of a, a huge partnership with uh, Corey Wosley to... Bring home the Country Week final, A-grade final, at the Wacker, of all places, last year. Um, 
Teague also went on to um, make his first A-grade Premier Cricket century last year in the first game of the season, funnily enough. And um, as you can probably tell from, for those that are watching, from what you can tell from what he's wearing, he has um, some pretty deep ties to the PCA. So welcome to the Pavilion, Teague Wiley. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to having a chat with you. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, so what I wanted to do, first of all, do, do you want to sort of help us all sort of get an understand, for those of us that don't know enough, and I guess there's plenty that don't quite get the history of, well, some of the history of the PCA, um, the Wiley name, what, what's your understanding of how deep your family lies within the Peel Cricket Association? The Peel Cricket Association is really close to all of our family. Dad played a lot of cricket before it was even called the Peel Cricket Association back when it was the, the Harvey Murray. So there was only four teams. It was Pinjara, Mandra, Harvey and Waruna. Mm -hmm. So before it was the PCA, it was the Harvey Murray and he played a lot of cricket back there. And he's pretty much um, had a lot to do with it as it's progressed into the PCA and played a lot played all of his cricket there with his brother Pete and his other brother Mark. So he's got really strong ties with the PCA and especially Manda Crew Club. Mm -hmm. um, so the Wiley Cup's obviously named after your family. Um, sort of a, a, a bit of your dad and your, your uncle um, who, who played at Hall's Head for, well, still, no. Nah, he's the director of cricket at Hall's Head anyway. I'm not sure if he's still running around, but... Um, Nah. You might get dragged out every now and again if someone's short, I guess. I don't know. Um, and your dad obviously played nearly all his cricket at Mandra. Um, but that, that's where yeah. the Wiley Cup, which is what, what the A-grade teams are playing for. That's where it comes from. So it's quite a deep tie, obviously. Yeah, there was actually early on, back when dad first started playing, there was four Wileys in one Mandra A-grade team. There was, so my dad, John, Pete, Mark, and his cousin, Daryl, all playing in the same A-grade team. So they've all got pretty strong ties. Um, and pretty much from there, Dad and Pete had stuck with it. Played probably 25 years A-grade cricket. Pete eventually left and went to um, Hallshead when they first started mm -hmm. and built a pretty good dynasty there. I think Dad lost 13 A-grade flags in a row and 11 were to Pete. So he, <laughs> yeah, they had a pretty good um, relationship on the field there and pretty competitive. I see. Yeah, Christmas, uh, Christmas lunch at the Wileys must have been fun, I reckon. That's right in the middle of cricket season. It was getting a bit sort of uh, tight between Mandarin and Hall's Head. Um, yeah, it was bo Boxing Day was always at Nan's place. So I always used to go down there and there was a few good battles I heard. <laughs> Would have been better than the Ashes. Um, yeah. So, so obviously yourself, um, well, you had no choice, I guess. You were always going to play for Mandarin. Um <laughs> So you yeah. obviously played your whole, well, as much as your cricket career up to now at Mandra. Um, your sister's played at Mandra as well. Um, I don't know. Has, has Marnie's mum played a game for Mandra as well? Like, why not? Mum hasn't played, but she was the first female president in the in Mandra's history in, yeah. since 1923. She was the first female president. <laughs> well, there you go, everyone. Um, that's, that's as deep uh, a connection to this competition as it can get, I think. Uh, if anyone's got a better one, um, please write in or give us a call and uh, we'll have a chat because I reckon that's as deep as it goes. Um, all right, that's an outstanding link, mate. So we'll, uh, we'll sort of touch back on, on last season to start with and we'll probably progress on to this season. So, so last year, your first game of the season, you get out to bat and um, 
you pretty much bat the whole day and, and you, you get your first century. That must have been amazing. That was a pretty special feeling. Um, it was against a pretty good attack in university at, at James Oval and I was pretty nervous heading into the game. Obviously, I hadn't really proven myself at the first grade level yet. So going out there and having a good start to the season was something that I, I'm really proud of. Mm-hmm. But as a couple of you might know, it wasn't all um, sunshine for the next few weeks after that. It was a bit of a rough road. But I guess I learnt more in those three weeks after that first round than I've learnt in any other period of my life ever. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm not sure if it was you or it was... Um... Simo describing what he said to you, but he, he basically the story was something like that. Okay, you so you got your hundred, that's great, but you probably did most of your learning in the next three or four weeks, where it, it was tough. You know, obviously, um, open and opening as well. Opening's not easy, yeah. fellow opener. I can, I can, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but hey, your learning throughout the season grew, and I, well, I don't know. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but would one of your career highlights to date also be being part of a you know peel a grade winning team at the wacker you know making a significant contribution would that would that go down to one of your highlights yeah the the, the country week that was probably one of my favorite weeks of cricket i was feeling in in good form and playing with a lot of my mates in the peel team was i'm going to long time mm-hmm Going back and having, since I have such strong ties to Peel Cricket, I always try to cherish it as much as I can coming back and playing. So playing in that side and with a lot of, yeah, like I said, my good mates and then winning a final at the Wacker was just something that I'll hold close to my heart forever. I, which that was probably one of my favourite weeks of cricket. Yeah, and, and that was outstanding. And like I said, for, for yourself and Corey to be out there, you were, you were both out there when, when you, you know, well, you made a big, significant um, contribution to the game. And I guess the two youngest players in the team um, at the home of cricket in WA, I thought that, that, that was uh, amazing. So that, that was awesome. And obviously, for the PCA itself, I mean, you know, winning A-grade country week championships, they're not easy. So, um, yeah, must have must have felt good to not only contribute, but to be part of a team that, that did that, because that's a hell of an achievement, really. Yeah, that was that was really special. And like you said again, with the the family ties, dad won a country week with my uncle Pete, and then obviously playing with my cousin Jake, that was something yeah. really special. And I think that was really good for us because we haven't actually played a lot of cricket together, and so that was yeah, that was really good winning it with him as well. Mm, fantastic. Um, and then we sort of progress on to um, to this season. I mean. You, you know, this, it's been a it's been a weird old time in cricket. Um, you know, we haven't been so badly affected, but but yourself, you've missed out on some championships and national championships and and opportunities to sort of play more representative cricket. So uh, the fact we got so much club cricket in last year was it was a bonus really for WA people. But um, your form sort of kept going from Country Week on and you, and you made some significant contributions. You've been with um, different Wacker teams and Wacker squads to the point where this year, well, last week, you made your second 11 debut. And for those that weren't aware, um, went on and made a 70, oh, 75? 75? Yeah, around that. Yep. 
and then in the second innings went on to make uh, a century on debut which is fantastic so to contribute like 180 plus runs in your first game at that level um, must have been a bit of a relief I guess because um, again you've done a hell of a lot of work over the last say three or four years in particular where you've put a lot of time off the ground to be the best player you can be um, that must have been a little bit of relief. Describe how you felt last week. I wouldn't necessarily say it was a relief. It was a pretty good feeling. We didn't have any second 11 cricket last year. So, you know, making a few runs, it was good to get initially picked, knowing that they obviously see that in me, that I'm good enough to play at that level. Then going out there, I've always known deep down I'm good enough to perform at that level. It was just basically about sticking with my plan, especially in red ball cricket, because you got so much time. It's four days. So sticking with my plan and just staying disciplined to it for as long as I can, which lucky enough in the, the first innings faced around 230 balls and the second innings faced around 180, 190. So just trying to stick to that plan for as long as I can and occupy the crease is something I pride myself on. So that was really nice to get the opportunity to get in and go big and Unfortunately, it wasn't enough to, to get a win or get a draw. But if I faced another 17 balls, we might have walked away with a draw. So there's always more to, to look at to improve. Yeah. But that was, that was pretty nice. Yeah. And end of the day, it is a team game. And, and um, I guess there is a bit of an empty feeling when, when it doesn't help your team to win. Um, but at the same time, the, the second 11 competition, it is very much about preparing for that next step up. So hopefully you've had, well, you've seen it, you've had a taste. A lot of players running around in that are first-class cricketers. Um, and who knows? All you can do is just keep going, and I guess that's the messaging you're getting from you know the, the coaching staff at, at the WACA. Yeah. Yeah, it was good that, that they showed a bit of faith and picked me, and I'm glad I could almost return the favour and show them that I've got a bit of got a little bit of ability that I'm going to try um, and make it at the top level. Yeah, no, no, you're you're, you're, I mean, you're doing it. Um, You know, you've had, um, you know, very strong performances at underage carnivals, um, you know, so all all you can do is go out there and bat and and the rest sort of does, looks after itself. Um, So just before we go, uh, Rocky Mandra this year, so a bit of a Topsy-turvy sort of start to the season. What um, If, fingers crossed, it dries and you're, you get to play this weekend, um, are we starting to sort of get a bit of momentum in the season or is it still finding your way? Here? Rocky, Rocky Mandra's history at the start of the season has never been great because we're a really good two-day team. We, I don't think we've really made the one-day finals for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a pretty good... Team, our batting's pretty strong, and uh, we've got a steady bowling lineup. So, a really key part of our team is is Simo. He holds it together, and the, the best thing about Craig is he knows how to win. And I think a lot of teams in the say in the Pilcom, they've got a really strong batting lineup, strong bowling lineup. But that's something you can't teach is knowing how to win and that match experience. And he brings that to the table. So he's a really important and just. No, we're good enough. Like last year, we were a young team. We were the hunters and we managed to finish second and we did pretty well. And this year, we're the hunted. So 
we just got to stay hungry and keep on trying to perform and get those wins on the board. Yeah. You can't you can't win the premiership at this time of the season, but you can lose it, can't you? So um, yeah. I guess it's just sort of staying staying in the pack for yeah. while you start. Everyone starts to sort of get some momentum um, and then be in a good position, I guess, at Christmas, looking at the second half of the year. Um, okay, so look... Thanks for coming on board tonight, Teague. I mean, it's, it's great to sort of, uh, I guess, talk to, to play, especially someone that's got the invested history in the PCA. Um, and for someone so young, I mean, you, 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 your blood's got PCA blood. You've got PCA blood running through your veins um, and you've had no yeah. choice. You've grown up at a cricket ground. Mum, dad, sister, uncle, um, you name it. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, um, Great stuff last week with the uh, the, the, the second eleven debut, and uh, good luck. Thank you. Season. Thanks, Arazio. It's been a pleasure being on here. Cheers, mate. Okay, so that was Teague Wiley, everyone. Um, we'll go to a break, and we'll be back with the next segment soon. Right in front of his home crowd and family. There he goes again. That's huge. That's on the roof. That is miles up there. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment here of the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Show, which is proudly brought to you by our partners, Retrovision, ESA Sport, and Everlast Sports Drinks. Remember to support our fantastic sponsors there, Retrovision, for all your electrical goods. Um, if you're looking to buy cameras, computers, Fridges, freezers, microwaves, and everything in between. Don't go any further. Go to Retrovision. They'll sort you out. Your best price is guaranteed. Um, can't go wrong. So Retrovision for all your electrical goods. ESA Sport um, for sports coaching. So if you're looking for specific sports coaching, ESA Sport are the place to go. Sports memorabilia. Um, every club looks to... Um, you know, have some real good raffles and all that sort of stuff. And sports memorabilia is always really, really popular. So ESA Sports, a place to go for there. And look, every club's got, you know, active wear and um, uniforms, all that sort of stuff. So ESA Sport are your one-stop shop. So ESA Sport for all that sort of stuff. And Everlast Sports Drinks, um, look, every every fridge will have sports drinks. Let's, let's make sure they're all Everlast, scientifically proven to enhance your performance in some great flavours there. Um, so let's get the Everlast Sports Drinks in the club fridges there. Okay, so um, we've got plenty of action coming up. Not only have we got the Beyond Bank Ladies T20 kicking off this weekend, as I mentioned earlier, so uh, let's get behind the ladies there. If you get a chance, get down to one of the games there, get on my cricket and you'll see um, eight sides. And uh, we're, we're looking for more. So what we'll do is we'll get um, Holly on the show next week. Um, we had some technical difficulties this week, so uh, we'll get her on the show next week and she'll be able to sort of uh, give us a bit of a review on round one um, as well as uh, give us a real sort of insight into how things are sort of going. Um, numbers are growing all the time. Um, they'll be going into their second country week um, program this season, which is a great initiative there for, for regional female cricketers, and um, it just continues that pathway from juniors, so some great stuff happening in the PJCA all the way through. So uh, well done, everyone involved there. 
Um, special shout out to Rob Wallace there to instrumental in getting this off the ground. Um, real game changer, and I know um, other parts of the state really look this way and sort of say, hey, you know, there's some great stuff happening there. So we'll chat a bit more about that in the next show. Um, obviously, round three of PCA action for those games that get on. Um, you know, we, we did have some significant rain, so I know the turf um, facilities are going to be really pushed and stretched. So, um, look, good luck to those that get on and to those that don't. Um, I guess them's a break, not much we can do there. But I'm pretty certain we're going to get round, well, it's still round one. Um, but the next match or the first match of the Retrovision Premier T20 League with the, the clash between White Knights, Bell Divers and Warmer Swans. 6.30 start on Tuesday at Peelwood Reserve. Now remember, live footage, live footage, live streaming of the game on our um, YouTube channel, the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket channel on YouTube. So look that up. Not only will you see live coverage, but you'll also have live commentary. <coughs> um, just before the game and post the game, we'll also have a little bit of live footage on Facebook Live, so on our Facebook page. Look out for some uh, some interviews and a little bit of um, chit-chat pre-game um, and then post-game because we can't do much within the game. Although whilst the game is on and commentating, um, I'll also be able to get a few people on the air as well to have a little bit of a chat whilst we're sort of watching the excitement out there on the ground. So uh, good luck to White Knights and Warmbra and uh, everyone involved in any cricket this week here in the PCA Thank you very much. Thank you to our guests, um, uh, Jerry Ledden and Teague Wiley. Good luck to everyone out there this week. Um, may the runs be with you. See you all next week.